Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of All Docked Up. My name is Penrose Eames, and of course, with, with me is the illustrious and super dope. And they should be a tag team. These, they will probably be tag team wrestlers and kicking like the whole WWE ass if they had the chance. <laughs> Give it up for my sisters. <laughs> Shout out to Chris. What up, VJ? How are y'all? What's hello? We're good. We're good. <laughs> Apparently, wrestlers. Um, we're yeah, we're getting our tag team moves together. That's what we are doing. Stretching, you know, getting ready for the match. Motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> got glitter belts and. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! There absolutely yes. has to be glitter. You know what I'm saying? My, my wristbands match my headband. Exactly. Necessity. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, before we get into it though, like I just want to take a second and shout out um, Angel. Angel left us. Well, she left Shenanigans with Friends a review, but she also left doc- All Docked Up a review, and it was like super dope and very like meaningful to us because like. This is just like a thing that's been like trying to be a thing forever, and so it's finally a thing, and you like that thing, and that's really dope. So thank you, Angel. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Angel. Get in touch with us. We love you. We want to know all about you. Yes, oh, please. Please, unless you're, you're, you, unless you, you're crazy, you. then don't do anything. Just or do, and then we'll we'll talk about a documentary about you later. So whatever, right, find Angel. out. You know, right. about your serial murders. Great. <laughs> <laughs> We love you, girl. Never mind. We yes, love you. thank Cover you so out. much for that. We appreciate it truly. Angel might be a really, really great fan, or she might turn people into lampshades. Either way, get in touch with us. We just reach out. It's fine. We're, we're cool with it. No, no judgment, really. You know. <laughs> I'd like, a, I'd like, a, I'd like my lamp to be a head bust, please, Angel. That's you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Make me look good, girl. Just say. <laughs> have, have me looking all prominent and shit. You know what I mean? Just a, a stoop dinner motherfucker sitting up on your mantle, Angel. I'm with it, okay? If it, if it must happen, if it must happen, just make sure you get Penrose looking good, goddammit. Shit. That's how we want it. All right, but anyway, let's get into it, y'all. Yo, so. Uh, this, what if we what's watched? Going? You going? We watched Holy Hell. Yeah, for real. And it was hell. <laughs> it was it was some holy hell. This week, guys, we break down the podcast Holy Hell. You can find this podcast on Netflix. Not the I'm podcast. Not mis- it's a documentary. I mean, the podcast. podcast. Wow, wow. This, I'm so used to podcast. saying that. Right. I'm so used to saying it. <laughs> Who smokes marijuana? I smoke marijuana. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was dancing. You can find. You can find, <laughs> you can find the documentary on Netflix. I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, this was a VJ suggestion, I do believe. But yes, because um, I have my hands full of my head is full of strange things that I've watched. So yeah, it was mine. <laughs> Holy, Holy Hell is the documentary, you guys. Like when you Holy Hell, well, I'm gonna be come out straight. It's a cult documentary, and every time we think cults, mm-hmm. what do we think? The same typical shit. So for all of y'all, Holy Hell is the same typical shit for like 20 minutes. And then yeah. for like an hour and some time, <laughs> your whole life is like, hold up, what, what the fuck just happened? So, let's get right <laughs> off into it. We open so, up. Well, no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, um, 
the person who is the documentarian, I believe that's the word. Um, and also like the, he's also the director. He's pretty much like, he put this whole fucking thing together. And I think it was over a course of like, how long was it? Was it 10 years or more? It, no, it was, 20? with being with 20? him, it was 22 years. Yeah. Being with the cult, it was right. 22 years. So like, so this man gathered all this footage of being in the cult for 22 years and basically used it to make a, what is it? Like a, uh, how not to? I'm trying to figure out like the best way to describe what like what I this think is. Like, he it's just, a, I think he just kind of wanted to document the experience in a way that I guess meant something to him, or that yeah, right at that time. A very, I believe that. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. I think it was kind of a, a way of a labor of love in the way of healing from a traumatic experience. I would say. What? No, yeah. but we got to think though. A lot of the recordings came from original shit like think about just some hanging out like yeah yeah. and i think we just pieced Mm -hmm. that once once it was all pieced together he was able to tell a story that was like what the fuck you know what i'm saying it just it just goes to show like sometimes like watching this and watching certain things that we have watched to to sit down and talk about and even the shit that we haven't talked about yet i'd be watching shit and i'm like yo who kept this camera rolling for like this amount of time who was the nigga like like to me it's just like yo how did you just catch all of this and put, you know, I don't, I don't know. Who the fuck walks around with a camera like that? Who For all the artists walking around with cameras like that, I love y'all because this nigga kept the camera rolling for 20 Will years. Will you know? is the person yeah. walking around with the camera. And what we exactly. find out about Will is that the reason that he is like this is that he's been this way since he was a kid. Will has always had a fascination with movies and film and from a young age his face and was creating his own movies, correct? Writing the scripts, being in, in costumes, directing, he was doing the whole night. <laughs> exactly. He does it all. all of it. And he dressed as Wonder Woman. You said what? Huh? He was dressed as Wonder Woman in one of the little beginning oh, yeah. clips. He, exactly. He was all him, the actors. Like he did in the movie, all. right. This nigga shot himself <laughs> and acted in everything. Um and so <laughs> So we move forward. We watch Will have a, a somewhat normal childhood, as as most of us did. Like home movies, very creative. Um, you know, has siblings, things like that. But Will is always in the search for who am I? Why do we exist? Why am I here? It's the, the one thing that we all ask ourselves. But but this is so deep for him that he goes to college with this, and he feels like getting a, getting a degree hasn't satisfied him. He does not know how to come out to his parents the right way in, in the sense of being... Because Will is homosexual. He doesn't really know how to come out to his parents. He just really wants to be uh, accepted. and Accepted, understood. Exactly. And they find out that his parents kick him out of the house and they find out that he's gay. So. Exactly. And they that find is out the he's catalyst. <laughs> I just... And, that, that whole, like, idea is so stupid to me. Like, kicking your kid out in general, like, is ridiculous to me. But, like, even so, like, because of that, like... Like, right. the, like that's why... Like, that's why you need to, show, like, not shelter them, but shield them from shit. Like, like... Yeah. You want to know what's funny? Like, you want to know what's crazy is most men that kick their kid out for being gay is, like, gay on the low. You, I'm, so like, I'm telling me about myself. Exactly. <laughs> like real shit. What other reason would you have? 
Think about the most of the shit we get mad at. You get mad at shit nine times out of ten. If you can't control it, that's the only reason you get mad at it. Nine times out of ten, it's some shit that you're repressing anyway. Them niggas is gay any fucking way. Um, before we get wow. all off topic. Wow. Okay. <laughs> just yeah. like, just I like, just like, stuff. just like those men are looking for acceptance. <laughs> Will's looking for acceptance. His parents kick him out. He has this deep need to know who he is. And lo and behold, he finds Budafield or the Budafield um, by way of his older sister who was already a part of the community. Um, <clears throat> when we get introduced to Budafield, again, we get introduced to uh, uh, his sister who was named Emelina and a whole host of characters who we can get to. Um, Budafield is based in L.A. It is a... Again, from the outside looking in, what, what any of us would call a cult, but from what we saw, it was a community of a bunch of motherfuckers who loved each other. These people worked with each other, worked for each other. They still had their own jobs, and they were, you know what I mean? They were in a place of love. They were in a place of bliss, or so we like thought. It, yeah, to me, it's like when you look on it, like I think when you look on it, because this was like, what, the early 90s? The early 80s? This is early 90s, I guess. Like eighties um, and nineties, somewhere in there. Like yeah. Yeah, so late late eighties, early nineties, and you notice there was kind of this whole kind of explosion of this health and wellness type of stuff, especially right. in LA. Everybody was on that kick. And so from the outside, if you take away all the things that we'll get to, when they initially introduce us to this cult, basically, like the guy said, these are the, the smartest, most beautiful people I'd ever met. These people are teachers and have PhDs and all these fascinating careers and degrees and regular jobs and rent. And essentially they just get together and it's like a, it's like communal living, but for like. For people that are trying to find, yeah, for people that's trying to find purpose. And that's the thing, like you said, you got people that's PhD, that have PhDs, people that got massive degrees, got great jobs, whatever. And in in society, we we tend to say that those people have found their purpose. And this goes to show that sometimes purpose is, is not what what we deem it to be. These people had a deeper purpose, and they thought that the spiritual connection is what they were looking for, which like most cults, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it, that's it, where it's it starts. A, right, it starts at the spirit. And I feel like, I mean, because I'm going to be real, a piece of this when I was watching it, I was like, yo, I mean... Shit, who wouldn't want to be around a bunch of sexy motherfuckers playing in the pool and shit? But when you realize that ain't just what it is, you know what I mean? It, and, and I think that's how people get you. They grab it, they grab at the spirit and say, "Yo, this is what we can offer." And what's being offered really ain't that. But if you don't, if you fuck up, I'm gonna take away what you possibly could have. Hence, right? You know, it being a cult. So, in Budafell, we get introduced to the teacher. The teacher happens to be, for one, I'm going to be real. This nigga's like, even in the beginning, he looked old as shit. But this nigga was ripped in a motherfucker. Like, who, this, this nigga's ripped walking around in the Speedo and giving niggas hypnotherapy. Introduce the teacher, Michelle. How did y'all, first off, when y'all first. Nobody who's doing, who's dick print, I can see my nigga. Like, <laughs> Michelle, like. like there was, uh, I think it's interesting because Will tells us that basically he, they come in contact and he's in some type of meeting that they're holding. And he just, you get all these clips of them saying how like amazing um, he was and how funny and how smart. And it's just like, I don't, 
I guess I'm not seeing what they were seeing from the clips because I was like, I guess, girl, but all right. Um, right. <laughs> but they seem to really think that he was a fascinating person. Um, and I don't know if reason. that. Yeah, so I don't. I wasn't impressed, but I'm also not the type of person that would join a cult. So I guess there's that. Like, maybe if you are more susceptible, like a lot of these people are in bad situations and needed guidance in their life. So I guess if that's the kind of open to suggestion you are, then I guess I could see why you find him, like, charismatic and interesting. But what otherwise, if... he just looks like a strange man in the Speedo. Like, I'm a prince. Like, I just, like, you just look weird to me. I'm not... <laughs> right. And, I, and to me, I think... I think it was more the fact that they fell in love with where they was at, not necessarily him. He was just the one that provided it. Because you're right. There was nothing about that dude that should have made anybody be like, you know what, this is the person I'm going to follow. But where he had yeah, them in just... the life they seemed to live, you know what I mean, it seems like they was they was much more attracted to that. Or at least from what I can yeah. see. And then you just, you just follow his rule because shit, you don't want to lose this. Uh, do you want to talk about the cleansing and the cert and service? <laughs> oh, for sure. Let's get all into it. <laughs> so, again, for all of y'all that, that that has not seen this documentary, I I urge you to go watch it. Again, it starts wait, off wait, with wait, 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 wait. We did we did we miss the fruit salad parts? No, 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 no. no. We're about to get okay, into all okay. of this. Okay, we're about okay, to get there. Get right. service. We're about to get on fruit salad. All right, all right. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm right here. I'm all right. Here. So. <laughs> I urge you to go watch it. Again, the beginning is going to be like any other documentary you see. Once you get to learning the teacher, take your fucking seatbelt off if you enjoy a great fucking ride. Because we <laughs> we get into understanding that even though these people are in this, in a in a communal uh, setting and they, they are living this very blissful life or so it seems, they do have these meetings. They have these... these it's almost like going... If you grew up, in a church, and you know how your mother had you in a church like at least five times a week. That's how these people was attending these meetings, and these meetings were um, considered cleansings. And the cleansings were—I mean, it was pretty much like a big ass meeting. Really, I feel like for that—that that was supposed to be geared towards you understanding, getting cl uh, closer to God. But what the teacher was trying to show was that you getting closer to Him made you closer to God. And this, this like. Nobody, do y'all remember the time when they was in the pool in the water and he brought the dude up and dude face was right in his crotch and he got the rubbing him on the head and shit? Y'all didn't find that was a little like, <laughs> you know, when you go back and watch something, it's like, oh, the cleansing. Okay. Yes. So, it, yes. My bad. Go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so, with these cleansings, you, you, you become deeper into the community, you become deeper part of the system. These people, they are in what they call in service to one another, which uh, we all should be. But for normal people, we say, hey, if I cut my neighbor's lawn, hey, if I loaned you 50 bucks, hey, if, or not even loaned you, if I just paid it forward, if I helped the old lady across the street, you're in service. These people are in, in service to each other <clears throat> a little bit more because they looked at each other like a family. Well, as VJ alluded to earlier, um... Well, not alluded to. That didn't even make fucking sense. But you you know what I mean. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> as VJ stated earlier, this dude is not somebody that you would normally see people. I, I don't know anybody who would fester after this guy. But again, these people were so in love with him. And so in with being in love with him or just fantasizing over him, 
people would be you had to be in service to him as well. And so you had people who were his personal masseuses and they had to do what was called quote unquote adjustments. You had people who uh, were in service to him to make sure that he was fed. You had people that were in service to him to make sure that his room was clean. And you had people in that were so in service that they took their hard-earned skills and made themselves look like motherfucking fools. Shout out they to... Also, wait, wait. They <laughs> I also want to point out, these motherfuckers were so in service that they created a goddamn hair clip to raise money to keep <laughs> the shit open and in service to this man. Like, exactly. he didn't have to get no job. These motherfuckers created some, a banana clip called the Wings. Right. They made, made created an made uh, their made own commercials. I asked it on TV <laughs> banana clip that you can buy for a dollar at, at any beauty supply. Right. Wait, can we can can we confirm or whether or not those they existed before then or did they create those? Right. Now that would be a, that would be a flex. <laughs> because think about think about the time like they were very popular back then but I can't recall like that anybody when they became popular? <laughs> well, I'm maybe, not, but... <laughs> I'm not going to front. I, I kind of agree with you there. Like, Because when I seen it, I was like, damn, this dude look kind of old. But I'm like, when did those come out? I mean, I, 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 used to, I used to have one. I used to have one. Like, I used to have them. Like, that you used to put in your fucking head and, like, yeah. push the curls all up. So, without saying I have to use a rubber band or whatever. Like, so, like, yeah, like... That, and that's how I was thinking when we were watching it. I was, or when I was, we were, well, when we were watching it. But I was like, damn, like, I don't, I think that they, I don't know, I think that they might have made that. Like, I think they would have, like, created that. Because then, would that be, all, also explain for a lot of, like, how they really have so much money all the time? Because they did, they did have way too much dough for it to just be, we at work. Regular little part time. Yeah, yeah niggas, niggas had dough. For, and then a lot of them niggas doing, didn't. So you might be right. Yeah. Yeah, well, so, yeah, that's true. But make, yeah, they, they they create shit to be in service. So there you go. That's how deep in they were. And so and yeah. so much with our creative spirit that we get introduced to Julian. Julian, I love Julian by the way, Julian's amazing. <laughs> he is. I like him in this documentary. But Julian is in, is his form of service to the teacher. He asks the teacher, "How can I be closer to you? How what can I do for you so that I can be closer to God?" And the teacher tells him, every morning, I want you to make me a fruit salad. <laughs> this goes from regular, just regular schmegular fruit salads with all of, the, all of the fixings to now Julian is making fruit salads of the Last Supper. Julian is making fruit salads, I want to say, of Jesus on the cross. And when you look at this shit, this had to be, this, listen, this was the most phenomenal fruit salad shit. I'm looking shit I've ever seen in my life. It All I can think is that he could like get a job in like one of those like bakeries or like specialty stores where you like order custom yeah. creations and shit. Like I feel like Julian could like open a whole little joint and like it'd be like inside of edible arrangements, except for he don't just cut your flowers into your fruit. Like he'll cut your baby like entire portrait into the fruit. Into the fruit, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. I found exactly. I found that picture. Of that. I found the picture of the fruit salad he did with the uh, Last Supper. So I will post that when we premiere the episode tonight. You guys, it's amazing. You know that. It's great. It's really great, so, guys. But what's not great is what is happening to the fruit salads. The fruit salads yeah, are um, he's spending all this bad. fucking time on them for him for the other dude to just scrape it all the fuck into a fucking bullet blender and fucking make a smoothie every fucking morning. Like, so, yeah, we find I mean, out like, that the teacher is not yeah. actually seeing these salads and eating them. Well, he's seeing them, but he's not eating them. 
Right. If somebody else that is in service, who I'm assuming is probably his cook, is taking them and, and making smoothies. It's like his. Who's like his roommate? The roommate. Yeah, it's his roommate. Right. It's like as if God would like heard your prayers and was like, "I fucks with yours. I fuck with yours." Fuck that nigga. I fuck with yours. Like, damn, bro, you gonna just take my fruit salad and just give it to Joe Schmo? Like, damn. <laughs> you ain't, you ain't gonna even... give it to him, but, like, turn it upside down, my nigga. Like... Right, right. Can we at least take a picture with it, my nigga? Like, you ain't gonna tell nobody else <laughs> that it's here. You ain't gonna tell nobody how beautiful it was at the next group meeting or nothing. Right. You, you can't bring one of these to the cleansing? I can't, I can't, we can't make a cleansing fruit salad? Can we, can't it? we can't have a little table have... set up with refreshments in the back? Like, right. Hey, what, what if everybody want a piece of the Last Supper, my nigga? You done just right. fruit salad fruit blended my shit up. Right. God damn. Jesus, Jesus wept. <laughs> Well, Julie was very upset by this, by the way. I just want y'all to know, Julia's face, like, Julia's face in this documentary, you could tell he was very hurt by this, but that, but that gave me a source of entertainment, so I'm sorry for laughing at Julian's pain, but. <laughs> Julian, yeah, right, but you can, you can tell it, it, too, was like a, like he wanted to tell his story. You know when somebody's telling a story and, like, they about to cry? Like, I ain't saying that every time he... But you, like, you call Julian, like, tearing up or the extra mad when when normally a nigga wouldn't have been mad. Like, yeah, Julian was... I mean, was totally, with, well, well within his rights. Because, honestly, if I spent all that time making fruit salads, I, I and somebody threw him in a blender, I would be, like, piss, piss. Like, right. he's yeah. better than me. Because I think I'd have went in there raging after I saw it the, the second time. Like, I I'd have been mad as shit. Right. Exactly. I was because all you had to do was tell me to cut up some damn fucking cantaloupe, and I just cut up some damn cantaloupe. Like, you know what I'm saying? I started, exactly. I would have exactly. I would have started buying fruit and cutting this shit into chunks, and then putting it all in a bowl and being like, "Here you go," sitting yeah. on the counter and going out about my day. All right, just yeah. right. fridge. Fuck that shit. <laughs> so as uh, as as we see that these people are, are deep in the service and they really want to know who he is. And, and 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 get deeper. There's a there's a part of the documentary where Chris says, um, well, one of the characters, by the way, listener, is his name is Chris, and he says, oh, yeah, like, not me, not me, things, guys. yeah, not right, right, right. <laughs> documentary. Chris was right. Chris wasn't there. Um, but no, he says things are starting to get different now. It's not just, uh, um, it's not just regular feelings. It's like deeper feelings that only Michelle can provide. And so, if we haven't mentioned this by now, Michelle is a hypnosis. Like, he does hypnosis, like, and very well. He presents it as what's called the Shakti, which is supposed to be transfer of energy from a shaman to his uh, students, to his pupils. And so, at this point, these people are so engulfed in this dude. And at this point, there's already, like, up to 150 people, 200 people at this commune. And everybody is claiming that this dude is just sending all of this feeling through him. And now, after fruit salads are blended, after walking around in Speedos and making bitches pass out like Michael Jackson, we get to the, <laughs> <laughs> we get to the knowing. Da, da, right. da. <laughs> the, when, okay. <laughs> <laughs> when they talked about the knowing, 
I literally was like, yo, this is about this is about to be a really just I mean, don't get me wrong, it was a dope piece of this documentary, but I was expecting like, damn, maybe this nigga is onto like some super dope spiritual shit, right? No, I, like revealing to us the knowing was almost being like when what when the mean be like, yo, hold my beer. That's that was this nigga's what else can I do next? You know what I'm saying? Right. What else right. can I do people enraptured by what I can give them? So basically what we find out is that the knowing is that Michael does not believe he's God, but he believes that he like when you get to a certain level of spirituality, you can talk to God directly, I guess would be the easiest way to describe this. Right. And so they have a ceremony when they go out into the woods over several days and Michael, they would set him up like a I don't know, which basically like a tree stump and call the throne and put like one of those backdrops you buy on Amazon for $19.95. Like the kind you right. kind of like hang up on the wall, like one of those weird, <laughs> weird pattern flags or whatever. So they put that up on a clothesline and make him look like it's like a <laughs> I'm trying to set the scene. Do you uh She said a clothesline, Amazon. Well, <laughs> well I, I'm trying to set the scene, but essentially it gives me very summer camp end of summer jamboree vibes in the okay. wood. So Michael set up on his little jamboree stool and uh they each go into the woods one by one and I guess Michael uses I listen well we're not sure what michael does but we'll get into our theories here in a minute uh and everybody <laughs> it's important to know that everybody doesn't get it so like he right. decides who's like gonna get the knowing so they go right. into the woods one by one and they come back out one by one and some of them are, are given the knowing so they can talk directly to god and then the others are not and what follows in the in in the, the documentaries is a montage of white people coming out of the forest <laughs> Uh, crying, falling down, slobbering on themselves, however you really want to put it. Like, all meaning of, like, crying and having palpitations they're doing. Even the ones that got knowing are, like, fucking tripping. So... They were drunk off that knowing. So, yeah, it looks crazy. Um, So, again, the knowing is supposed to be that they're able to talk directly to God, but what we will basically says he's unimpressed with the knowing, and that he just kind of felt like he was on an acid trip. So I want to hear your theories about this. What is the knowing actually? Are they actually able to talk to God? What is the knowing? No, 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 no. Listen, I'm going to keep it real simple for y'all, motherfuckers. Listen, when y'all, because again, you saw the montage. We got the giggling, the like uncontrollable, like smiling and being weird. And like the, like they look like they were high as shit. I'm going to say, based on the time and geographical information that we have about this group, I have a high, I have a high probability that he probably had LSD on his hand as he was putting his hands on people. Seeping into their fucking body. Or I'm it could have been, like, he could have had them drinking and he, some and shit. He only had, right, and his connect only sends him 10 LSD strips at once so everybody can't get the knowing. Like, only <laughs> 10 motherfuckers can get the knowing. Like. Right. And look, though, he telling motherfuckers too, he like, think about the words this nigga's using, like, you got to tell the truth or I'm going to know. Like, you're telling these right. people, because this is based off um, the the Hindu god Krishna delivering the experience of God. Like, this is what he based this whole thing off of. So when he, <clears throat> you're telling these people this, and you're telling these people that you got all of this connection to God, and they better tell the truth. So as you, as, as, as you said, 
It's this. It's like this line of lily ass house on the prairie looking ass white people coming out the goddamn woods. Like, oh shit, I'm really touched. You know what I mean? Right. But but again, if we look, if we go back and, and and continue to look at the 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 psycho bullshit you go through with being in a cult, how many of them was really coming out like? I, again, I can't lose this shit. Maybe, maybe I didn't get to know. You know when you be in church and you be seeing people like catch the Holy Ghost and you be like, damn, what the fuck wrong yeah. with me? Like when you a kid, you like, what's wrong with me? How come right. I can't get it? Ain't shit wrong with you. Some of these niggas is faking. And I feel like that's what a lot of them was. A lot of them niggas, you right. A lot of them niggas didn't get the LSD strip. It's 200 niggas here. You got 10 niggas tripping. What? You Listen, know what I'm saying? The, like, connect, the connect can only bring 15 strips top. Like, all these motherfuckers can't get it. Like, And you already know how it go to connect. At least keep it two for himself. That's one for... The, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one for Michelle. Like, one, look, one for Michelle. Right. One for Michael. You know what I mean? The rest of y'all is... We're going to scatter these bitches around like gray M&Ms in a bag. Bitch, you better hope you get one. <laughs> Well, what we also find out is that while Will gets the knowing, uh, Emiliana, who is uh, a.k.a. Her Amy, sister. his older sister, didn't get the knowing. Mm-hmm. And she had been there for six years. Right. She was very stressed out about it. She was like low key. Like she was like jealous. She was white woman, white womaning the fuck out of the knowing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. She, she can't. She, she can't into the knowing. She was one yeah. step away from calling a manager. I, I was about to say, <laughs> dog, I swear to God, I was about to say it. I was about to say, if the no one had a manager, that bitch, man, please. Hello, <laughs> Mama <no> was stressed, <laughs> stressed, pressed, and unblessed. Right. About nine and the fun- time, it was probably nothing to even know, so. But look, the, the funny part is when, remember when she asked him, like, Am I gonna get the knowing, or I want the knowing? And he was just like, hmm. And the nigga Philip was like, he said yes, but he sounded very doubtful. Like, like this nigga knew there was nothing to know. You know what I'm you saying? You know why? You know why? Because he was mentally counting how many LSD strips he had left. <laughs> and he was like, and he was like, I can't risk her like having a bad trip. So she's right, really right. right now. So I'm gonna have to wait till she. <laughs> I'm gonna have to wait till she's a little calm on the next go round. I'd like, I'd like to give you the no way, but I don't think right. that you're ready. You know when a nigga, right? <laughs> you know when you when you standing there and you at work and somebody asks you something about your job, but you immediately get to thinking, did I smoke one blunt last night or two? That's that look at me. Like I'm not listening to I shit wonder. you got, bitch. I'm trying to count these acid tabs. How many do I? Have? <laughs> I, I want to answer your question, but I'm otherwise engaged in my mind. Okay. Uh, right. He definitely gave he definitely gave her the fucking magic eight ball face. Like, please ask again later. <laughs> 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 oh lord. Oh, yeah. What else? So after, oh. after the after the bliss of the knowing, all of these people. For the ones that got it, like 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 VJ said, Michael just felt like he was on an acid trip. There was nothing that he was really uh, uh, amazed by. Amy was upset about it, and we find that a lot of people, though Vera being one of them, the main one, a lot of people really just were trying to catch something that wasn't there. They kept thinking, "Oh, it's there, it's there, it's there," and I just, you know what I mean? He has now, Michelle has now amassed people and 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 mind fucked them so much more. That they are deeper and deeper underneath his control. So, we uh, fast forward and we find out that 
Um, this is the part where we actually find out Michael is doing personal service for Michelle, which is being his masseuse and things like that. He flew him to Hawaii the first time with him and things. You get more and more people talking about their relationship with, like their actual personal relationship with Michelle and just who he was as, you know what I mean, as a person. And we kind of find out that this dude is a is a goddamn drill sergeant ballerina. Like hours of practice, like all time like a ballet like dancer like he is a fucking dancer you hear me and then we find out that on top of all of all of this is that um we find out that they re- affectionately refer to the booty field is, as the booty field because my uh <laughs> <laughs> they've been told that they cannot have sex with each other and so the teacher tells them they don't need sex sex is basically like dirty don't do it um, mm-hmm. and then they're also told to like detach from their families in order to get closer to 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 him and to the knowing. Right. Um, and that's uh, where they get these new names from. Yeah. Uh, I just I don't I don't know because how sexual about orgasm brings that, death. Like new name stuff, but that's like all part of, again. That's that cult shit. Like that's like that's when it gets culty, right? Like up self. until the point, up until like this point. <laughs> yeah. I was like, up until the point where he's like, don't have sex and also change your name and stop talking to your family, like, the shit was perfectly fine. Weird, but perfectly fine. <laughs> right. Right. They were just like a, it was like a weird offshoot church. Like, it literally went from, like, okay, kind of Real hot shit. Mormon this, this is to, like, <laughs> to, like, complete craziness. Yeah, so we meet Janet, we meet Will's mom, and she's basically like, I refuse to call them by these new names. Like, she's like... <sighs> <laughs> Gina's like, no, we're not doing that. We're not calling any. We're not calling you. I'm calling you by the names I gave you. And I think for her, maybe losing her children into, we're well, not losing them, but then being in, in kind of in this culture, this environment, she kind of softens a bit because I think because it's we don't we didn't mention her before, but they also have a younger sister who's referred to as Cristala, I think, and. Right. Yeah, this is their baby sister, Lori. So it's Amy and then Will and then Lori. So all three of her children have joined the Buddha field and are asking her to call them by some names that some man she doesn't know has given them. And Gina is not with the shit. She's like, I don't give a fuck about none of that. I'm not doing it. I don't care. Uh, I, I pushed you out of my pussy and I gave you names and you'll be keeping those in this house. And she meant it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and all of that. Um... And I guess after he, we find out that he's a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs is uh, when the heat comes on and we meet um, a very interesting organization that I didn't know existed, but it makes sense uh, considering <laughs> the 80s in LA, or 80s and 90s in LA was just full of cults. So we get introduced very to- Very culty, um, very culty. Very culty. So we find out the, <laughs> that there is something called the Cult Awareness Network. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chris, but would you yes. like to tell us about the Cult Awareness Network? I mean, this is kind of my favorite part. Um, so basically, guys, um, the Cults Awareness Network, because, like I said, everybody knows, like, I don't know why, but, like, California is, like, the epicenter. Like, Los Angeles, specifically, is, like, the epicenter for fucking cults. And, like, people's family members, guys, were just fucking disappearing, okay? So much so that they had to create this network of people to help find these people and hopefully get them to come back to their their fucking families because they were all culted out, okay? So that's where this fucking place, like, comes from. 
Okay, so then let me tell you guys why the Cult Awareness Network is important to this story. Um, so there's, there are, where, where are they at, guys? West Hollywood? Yeah. Okay, we'll so they're in West Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're like Westish Hollywood. And there are rumors going around and stuff about like maybe they're a cult or whatever like that. So we meet this guy named Kenny. Now I know you're like, okay, what's Kenny's new cult name? Like what's going on with Kenny? Um, nothing, because he don't have shit to do with nothing except the fact that there was a girl in the cults. We don't never really, we don't ever really know her name, but in the in the uh, documentary you do see her. Um, she was, I guess, the actress or something before she actually joined the Buddha field. And uh, Kenny has a mad, crazy, insane crush on her. Okay, um, and Kenny's like, I don't really like that she's in the cult. And I, I, to be honest, now that I think about it, I don't even know if Kenny knew her at all. Like, I, I was trying to, like, make sense of, like, why the fuck Kenny is so, like, con like enthralled in this. But it was literally just him being a Caucasian man that wanted what he wanted. So he fucking um, calls the Cult Awareness Network on them and basically tries to, like, get them to, like, take her out and bring her to, like, bring her to them, right? Like, that's basically Kenny's, like, that's whole, that's Kenny's fucking story. Like, he, he didn't have to anything to do gorgeous hot blonde model girl who he had no chance of getting with because she was in the Buddha field and she was not gonna leave and so he's like nope I call shenanigans I call bullshit hey guys they're running a cult over there I need you to pick that up <laughs> right and I'm just gonna take her out of it like that is so like that's like if that's not like toxic white man like fucking vibes like I don't know what it is like as if I mean not saying that she wasn't also around a toxic white man but like, like the, the energy that Kenny gives, like not having anything, like he didn't even like, he like, I'm thinking like, okay, if you're in a cult, right? And you're like, oh damn, like, I really like him. Like he's in a cult or like, or he not in a cult or whatever. Like, couldn't the dude, like, doesn't it make sense if you were really interested? Like, wouldn't he just join the cult? Like, why are you trying to like extract me out, like out of some shit that I'm not telling you that I'm, I want to be extracted from? Right. Just join it. And if you don't like it, you leave. And maybe you convince yeah. her to come too. Or maybe you don't. Exactly. Like, I don't know, exactly. but you, you really took he the hard He wasn't trying route. to do the groundwork. Bec he wasn't trying to do the groundwork. He was just trying to because get Rick, her and say, Rick Ross crazy. had the nigga brainwashed. Yes! Rick oh my God, Ross. I forgot to tell you. Rick <laughs> Ross, Rick Ross is the leader of the Cult Awareness Network. And I know y'all like, which one? And I'm not going to tell y'all. <laughs> right, we're going to leave it at that. We're going to leave it at that. Rick Ross. <laughs> Rick Ross Listen, runs the can, nigga. <laughs> but this ultimately, all this, we say all of that to say that basically uh, Michelle gets scared. Like he gets scared because he's like, oh shit, people are, people are coming for us. He gets like super paranoid and he just up He denounces like Olivia, guys. Like, he, yeah, he, yeah, he gets. Two, he gets a, he takes a cook and two of his body workers, quote unquote, in the middle of the night, yeah. and they just hop in the car and leave. They don't know where they're going, they don't know what they're gonna go do, and they are literally on the road, bouncing around for six months, trying to decide where they're gonna yeah. land next. Yeah. All because Kenny wanted some blonde bitch in the goddamn book in the Budapest. <laughs> my, I promise you, my biggest beef 
with all of this is the fact that Kenny wasn't even trying to do the groundwork to get to to get his bitch. Like he was going like a like super like Cliff Notes version, and I don't like that shit. Like right. Kenny do the work, Kenny. My God, <laughs> women deserve to be like, cherished. Honestly, I wouldn't fuck with a nigga that did that anyway. I wouldn't. I wouldn't fuck with a nigga that extracted me out some shit and like went the the lazy way instead of trying to like see if it was really a cult and like maybe trying to save my life. Like. I can't fuck with that. <laughs> it's like the like it's really the equivalent of like some dude meeting you at I don't know what, what do people I don't what is what, what, is, what kind of clubs do people go to? I'm like, trying to think of a club. I'm trying to think of a club this, or something that somebody text, goes DJ. to. Um, huh? A discotheque. A discotheque is what you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> a library. A library. In the pipe, with a pipe in the conservatory, girl, right there, Professor Plum. <laughs> but basically, it is it is the equivalent of somebody coming to like your church service, and y'all got Bible study, and they see you outside passing out flyers or Bible study, and they're like, you should come to Bible study. And instead of you coming to Bible study, you like burn the church down or some shit. Like, that <laughs> bitch can't go to Bible study on Wednesdays no more. I can ask God now. We could be together on Wednesdays. Like, what? Like, <laughs> like what, what is the game plan here, really? Like, that's, I mean, that's the easiest thing to akin it to. It's a horrible analogy, but... <laughs> No, but that's basically what happened. Like, and he basically up he me fucking uprooted the main person in this in this group and left a lot of people stranded. Like, remember, guys, when people join cults and stuff, they are relinquishing themselves from a lot of their like belongings and things that have attached them to their previous lives. So these people don't have money. These people don't have any relationships with people that they used to. They don't have anywhere to live. They've already, you know, what I'm saying like they've already sold their houses. Like this is like. The, this this unit this like unity or this like group with Michelle like that's all they have like and now slept. it's gone in the car yeah in the middle of the night yeah with the cook and the body workers <laughs> aka the dick rubbers <laughs> so they get to um I guess this is kind of where we find out more about Michelle Rochelle we find mm-hmm. out that his name is actually Jaime Gomez. Right, which is such a Hispanic name. Like he does, he was not giving me Hispanic vibes until I found out his name was Jaime. Yeah, I didn't really see that either. He looked very French to me, but I guess they said he came over from wherever. And um, he was an actor in very bad movies. Mm-hmm. Will goes on to tell us how bad the movies are. <laughs> uh, Wait, what was the movie that they kept saying that he was in though? Rosemary's Baby. He was in Rosemary's Baby. Hey, you know he was in Rosemary's Baby. My nigga, he was barely in Rosemary's Baby. Like he, you know how like when like sitcoms come on and people like look into the like into the screen like to be like, oh, it's VJ. Like that's how like that's how he was in Rosemary's Baby. Like they were looking at a group of niggas and he happened to look towards where the camera is. <laughs> that's how he was in Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> like he didn't have a, a line. He, you know, he wasn't like in line behind the main character he was just literally in like a group shot and kind of looked to the camera like it was he wasn't rosemary he wasn't the baby baby he (laughs) wasn't nobody (laughs) he wasn't the apostrophe in rosemary's like he wasn't anything important he was not important at all and so um we also had that nigga not told them he was in that movie My bad. <laughs> so many people like no, that was just like the main thing. Like when it was like, oh, was he in movies? And everybody said it. Like he had like 
a pivotal role. Like he was the one. But who the saved thing about Rosemary it is, how the fuck would they know? Trip. Remember, they couldn't buy anything. Oh yeah, or read anything, so they didn't know. Like he said, he was in Rosemary's Baby, and unless they had seen it prior to that, they wouldn't That's have right. any frame of reference. They do you they think? Didn't know. Do you think that? Do you think that because they think that he has such a big part in Rosemary's Baby, they have still not seen Rosemary's Baby to this day? I think they've seen it now, but <laughs> okay. I think it's just that the way Will. I think it's the like... way Will cut the footage together. <laughs> it was. Oh, you know he was a Rosemary baby. Oh my nigga, he was a Rosemary baby. Rosemary's baby. Like what? Like was he? And they showed it, and it was like that was it. <laughs> so uh, they end up in uh, Austin. They decide to settle in Austin, Texas, and here's mm-hmm. where shit gets sticky. Because uh, Jaime Gomez, aka Michelle, Michelle, aka whoever, decides to change the teacher decides to change his name to Andreas. He does. <laughs> and just out of the blue, got a completely different fucking name. <laughs> and then he has these people sending postcards to their family from places that aren't Texas. So that they can trick their families into thinking that they are all these like grand adventures when they're really just like on some in some like rundown house they're having to like build to make it livable in Austin. So they basically end up getting some land, and so I think it's um, Julie that tells us this. Uh, so mm-hmm. Julian stays taking L. God bless Julian. Like until the end, and he kind of stands up for himself. Julian is taking massive L's because Julian right. is basically like, yeah. So we all chipped in some money, and um, well, actually, he didn't say chipped in money. Julian bought <laughs> some land. Right. Exactly. Not even say chipping. Julian spent his right. hard-earned money and bought some <laughs> land so that they could build a theater, so that they could put on performances, and they are yeah. building this theater by hand themselves basically all these gorgeous hot people are out in the sun building a theater and andreas would show up look at the wall that they built and be like i don't like the way i hate this take it apart (laughs) i hate this it's too tall take it down (laughs) (laughs) and they would he basically had the building building things (laughs) after they built the building they would unbuild it and that shit made my heart hurt because the first Yo. time he would have said unbuild the building i would have set those bricks down and been like all right i'm about to go i'd have been like hi may michelle andres <laughs> like my nigga kiss my ass <laughs> <laughs> whatever the fuck you want to be called but listen whoever we call you work this week i hate this <laughs> this is bullshit. and then remember what was so crazy is that um, like, so he's got these people building these stages, and also remember how we say he was a uh, like a ballet dancer. Like he's also like like having them like do grueling fucking like exercising like uh, sessions and ballet sessions because essentially it's part of like the plays and stuff, right? Um, and it's just like all of this shit is just like he's the only person that's super excited about it. I mean, there's some people that are excited about the dancing, but like generally everybody hates all of this shit. But I'm assuming Nobody they're just hanging around because they know or believe that something, believe something's going to get better or something, you know, it's for something. Yeah, so we find out that basically they do all this grueling um, exercising and dancing and ballet uh, and they fly in fabrics and stuff from places to build these sets and these costumes and then they perform the, the ballet for themselves and they just don't ever do it again. Yeah, like, okay, guys, 
They put all this fucking shit together. They're making these costumes. They are practicing hours and hours and hours and days and months for this fucking thing. Will is sitting in the back recording it. They put it on. He records it. They watch it. And that's it. And then for the rest of the year or whatever, now they're they're preparing for the next one. Like they're they not selling tickets to this. They're not. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, this would be the perfect way to make money. Like, you have a theater. You're putting on these elaborate shows. And you're not like, I'm going to sell tickets to somebody. Like, it's insane. I don't know. Like, they're hustling backwards. It's very confusing. Oh, um, right, seriously. So, again, like I said about them not knowing he was, like, where, like, how much of, an, of uh, a part he had in Rosemary's Baby. We find out mm-hmm. that they aren't allowed to have TVs. Um, basically a guy bought a TV and he was just like, I didn't tell you you could buy a television. A girl bought a dog and he basically was like, I didn't tell you you could buy a dog. Like, Like, they weren't allowed to have anything. They weren't allowed to be fat. They weren't allowed to be ugly. Like, they had to get plastic surgery. It was a lot. Yes. (laughs) He, He would make them get plastic surgery in places that he wanted plastic surgery to see if he thought it would look good on him. So So they were like guinea pigs for him. Basically. Basically, mind you, he's 83 trying to do all of this, and you 23 getting all of this shit done to your body for this old ass man that ain't gonna look good and nothing he do. Right, and then they find out he's wearing like fake eyelashes, which had me dying because one of the oh, girls was bitch. like, she was like, his eyelash started to fall off in the water, and I was like, you got a little something on your cheek, you got a little something on your cheek. And I was like, Lord, I mean, eyelashes melting off. Was that fucking Denise from the Cosby Show? <laughs> These <laughs> are looking crazy. Um, so Doing there's, so yeah. So during this time when they're doing all these, um, I guess ballets and stuff, we meet uh, Sophia, who mm-hmm. gets kind of enlisted into the cult. So they move to Austin, and they are just constantly trying to get new people into this uh, to the Buddha field room. And mm-hmm. so uh, one of the people that joins Sophia, she's um. Uh, like prima ballerina so she's the star of all of these shows and all this other thing and we Chris I believe is the person that is just like you know he really they had a very close relationship but he but um Andreas told all of the women basically that they were hindering his spiritual journey if he was to get into a relationship with any of them right so nobody's able to fuck. Nobody can be in a relationship, but they do it anyway. Like they're just all fucking. Everybody's fucking. Everybody's in relationships. But uh, it's yeah, which is insane. But we also find out that in the entire twenty years that these people have been in this cult, there are no children born in this cult. Like these people are At fucking all. like rabbits, and there is not a child to be seen. <laughs> That's crazy. Cause then I mean, I mean, I'm assuming. Um, unless they have fucking um, access to birth control when they're being isolated and all that stuff or or, or get, having to get his permission to do things. Like, I don't even know. Like, how many people, like, had to have abortions, like, or whatever, you know? Yeah, because Vera actually, Vera we meet, uh, Vera's cool. Vera, right. But Vera, God bless her, because she has some of all of the, the, the scenes that we have with Vera in the interview it seems like everything she said was something awful so it seems like she had the worst experience yeah. with this cult and she still stayed like i just feel so bad yeah. for her because i think we sit with her like she really like she hung like she hung in there until the end basically like because we sit with her in one interview and she says that 
the, the detachment interview and she says that her dad was sick or like critically ill and she kept making flight plans and then canceling them because she felt like she was betraying Michelle Jaime Andreas by going to visit her sick dying dad and then we get another interview with her and she's saying that she had to get an abortion <laughs> right and like everything it's like every every time Vera's telling the story it's like low-key like heart-wrenching like uh and, and the story like about her dad and he was dying and how uh michelle was was michelle like pretty much like keeping like stopping her or telling her like like pretty much like yeah. no distractions he told her he, like your old life separate he told what? her she he said that he yeah. couldn't or that she couldn't go remember because she was if if leaving yeah. the cult was gone uh no you had to detach from him so him dying wasn't supposed to matter to her right and she would like book uh airplane tickets because she was like fuck that that's my dad i'm going and then she would sit down and fucking just delete it or cancel it or cancel like, it she right. would do that back to forth to herself like for whatever i don't even know for what but i guess she thought she knew she thought she was getting closer to God. That nigga had them under control, yo. Andres, Michelle, whatever. That, that, that hypnotherapy is shit. Jaime, right. Is, what we find out also is that he is telling these people basically, because, you know, the, they're wanting to go see their dying parents or whatever the situation is. He's telling them if they leave, bad things will happen. Like, he's telling them that he's having these prophecies or whatever, or dreams or visions or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And he's basically like, well, if you leave, this is going to happen to you. Like, he told the one girl she left, she was going to die in a year. He told somebody else they left, they were going to get AIDS and die. Like, it was just Chris, yeah. the most... It was it was and, like the ending of every Tyler Perry movie. Like it was very bad. And remember, remember, these people are like super easy to the. It's easy for them to believe this stuff because guys remember the therapy sessions that he's charging these motherfuckers for. Let's not forget that um, he's basically while he's telling them that he's cleansing them, he's really I think hypnotizing these niggas like to believe whatever the fuck comes out of his crazy ass mouth. Ex- exactly, and I, and I feel like that's how he continues to use these people. Is I honestly do feel like. 75% of their joy did come from the original shit anyway. Did come from them believing that this was real. But as we progress in that, because it's like anything. when you, It's like being in a relationship. When you start questioning your partner, half of the reason why you stay, even though you know there's a possibility of bullshit, is because you don't want to believe that it's bullshit. And even when the bullshit right. smack you in the face, you like, nah, they might be alright. You know what I'm saying? And then then, I think you get comfortable and you're settled. Exactly. And then it's just like, you know, with anything. Like, if you're like me, I'm a pros and cons person. I've been in relationships where I sat and I was like, I didn't appreciate the shit they did, but I do not think it's a big enough con for me to leave when the list of pros is bigger. So if I'm banking on the relationships I have with these people and how nice it is and how much I enjoy this family that I've never had, Having to deal but, with a little crazy man running around the speedo seems. Roddy like has said that though. Roddy, those were that's actually right. Well, not word for word what you just said, but she did <laughs> say when the wheels start falling off, the benefits still outweigh the craziness. You know what I mean? And you're right. They were comfortable. They were settled. I do have to deal with this crazy motherfucker, but I still got two hundred other people that I actually I actually fucking love, and I know they love me, even though I got to put up with this crazy ass nigga. So. Right. So I think we're at the part where uh, the bombshell is dropped. <laughs> hmm. Which one? Uh, 
Uh, well, here's the thing. So somebody is leaving the group. Um, right. And they author an email, and they, I guess, have a, the Budafield listserv. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Budafield newsletter. Right. But uh, the Budafield <laughs> annual Christmas card. I'm not sure. Budafield yeah, created LinkedIn and shit. <laughs> right. So, like, yeah, the, the creative space or whatever, Budafield Zoom meeting, whatever you want to call it. Um, basically, he he pins an email anonymously and sends it to everybody in the group before he leaves. And so he, mm-hmm. in this, drops multiple accusations. The biggest one being is that he says that Michelle Jaime Andreas is having sex with the males in the Budafield during these... Um, well, he's priming them and and initiating sexual contact with them during these hypnotherapy sessions that he's charging them $50 for and is now having sex with them. And a lot of them are straight men that he is having sex with. Right. Uh, Most of these men are then, straight men that he's having sex with. <laughs> yeah. How, how, does, how does someone have sex with a straight man when he doesn't want to? Listen, he hypnotized them. I don't. No, I just, I just, I just wanted you guys to say it. I know. Like, oh, okay. Like, oh, word, word. I was like, listen, I'm gonna go with the hypnotherapy because anything else is gonna sound very victim blamey, and I don't want to be that person because right. I just love well, that first too. Because <laughs> no, I was like, wait, goddamn minute. Hypnosis was the correct answer. <laughs> yeah, I was like, because listen, but if you're if you're not thinking in the terms of damn, he was really hypnotizing these niggas. It's just like, now what happened? What? Right, right. So, like with who? With what? Now what what did right, you say yeah. happened? So yeah, right. you, obviously there had to be some some other shit going on for that to even be a thing. Um, so Chris, we sit with Chris. Chris, who he was cop blocking on the entirety of his time in the um, <laughs> in the Buddha field. Chris, even though he's being cock blocked this entire time, sends out emails out of rebuttal refuting all of the things in this email, even though he knows it's bullshit because he tells us that he was having sex with Andreas, Jaime, Michelle. So they're just like defending this man all the while they're all being sexually assaulted by him. Sexually assaulted, brainwashed, made to be, oh man, just, yeah. (laughs) It was just a lot. And so it, it just, more and more people start to come forward and share their experience. But what we find out is that because he's telling them they can't leave or something will happen to them or telling them that, you know, when we have these sessions, what we talk about stays between you and I, what happens here stays between you and I. This is how you get closer to God through our relationship together that they aren't telling each other like hey i went to hypnotherapy and stuck his dick in my ass like they're not having the conversations that you think people would have in a group which i think it's interesting because you see the kind of like i mean i know that sounds terrible but then you know you're right dynamic but you said another dynamic with i mean which i don't want to say like other religious entities but how many times have we heard about priests molesting boys or people in the church or whatever but then no one seems to know that anybody else is being molested that anybody is happening right exactly it's just like it's just like which we won't talk about it on air but we sat in, in the zoom the other day and was like hey yo did you know x y and z the reason you can have those conversations is because you're close enough to people to have those conversations so you mean to tell me that nobody was like hey man i think i'm getting fucked even if you was hypnotized like none of y'all came out 
and was like, hey, man, like, this, I'm doing this or this is happening to me and I don't like it. Or even the, uh, somebody who did like it. Nobody came out and said, like, yo, I, I fucked the teacher. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, if, Nobody's if get, supposed to be having sex. And so it's like, so why wouldn't you tell people that the person who's telling you not to have sex is sexually assaulting you all? Yeah, you're right. Exactly. You're right. Because now, now you don't want to look like, bad to the group. Nobody's supposed to be doing it. But if but, ain't nobody supposed to be doing it, how you doing it to me? Like, right. Right. <laughs> also, they don't want to look like the bad guy or the liar right. or the person that's trying to bring down the group and the vibe. So, I mean, I guess I can see it on, on both ends. They, so, they was getting it in in that motherfucking river that they was fucking swimming in. Shit. River water in their fucking. coaches. I can't. <laughs> mm, really hard in your cooch. I can't, I can't do that. That's a lot. Um, fish are just peeing in there and shit. I'm not gonna be okay. Um, but uh, basically, people start to pack their shit and leave. When it starts to come out and the shit hits the fan, especially the women, because keep in mind, all of these people are, you know, gorgeous, good-looking people. They're smart people, and I think they felt betrayed. And I think we, I can't remember who we have the interview with. Was it Radia? But she's just like, if I'd have known that my brothers were hurting and they yeah. were being, but you know, if she had known, she was like, I would have put a stop to it. And they just, you see a lot of them just kind of break down in this instance because you kind of see their whole world fall apart. Like, they are basically just like, what do we do now? Like, everything I thought was true is not true. My friends are being molested. Like, I don't, I don't know where we go from here. Right. <laughs> I mean... <clears throat> At, at this point, at this point in the documentary too, it's like, like you said, she she's upset. Everybody's leaving, and the ball now that the ball has been dropped, it's like this dude is still continuing though to try to. He, well, for one, he's denying all of it. He the the people that Radia now wants to help, some of them are still even at his side because again, we we know that Will is one of the main people that continues to ride for this dude, regardless of the fact that everything is coming out the way that it's coming out. You know what I mean? Regardless of the fact that uh the that people are leaving, the the rumors are out, any of it, he's still riding with this guy and rides with him so hard and so much that for the people that stayed around. We finally actually no, it wasn't even the second knowing. It was the um remember when he put out the video because he said yes. everybody needed to know the truth or whatnot about Right. And, so he and, convinces yeah. Will to create basically he talks Will after all this shit happens and he denies it. He talks Will into filming him one more time and he puts out a video addressing the whole email and all of the allegations. Right. And in his and in his video, he says that he isn't going to admit to anything. But he also pretty much says that he feels like he doesn't he didn't do anything wrong. And and then it's a, then it becomes a bunch of gibberish that you would expect like a cult leader that was losing his followers to say like we all must be one without being at all. What nigga? The fuck is you trying to get us to understand here? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I feel like he, I feel like he slapped the last three LSD tabs under his armpits before he went out there right. to talk. And just got to talking. <laughs> and he he lost the people. I think I think at that time, you know, some people stay. Well, a lot of people still stay. But at that point, he be you know everything had going on. You had already proved to these people that you're not who you say you are. They continue to see you failing. Did we talk about the implants and everything already? Yeah. 
I mean, not implants, but plastic surgery. You got the plastic, the surgery. plastic surgery. Yeah, now you looking. Yeah. And, and, and at the end of all of this, before you even decided to say that, you know what I'm saying, like, make this fake-ass apology or whatever it is was, you try to get all these people to wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly believe that the spirit goddess, when she fucking reincarnates or, or, or goes and talks to God, nigga, that it's you. Like, you literally put yourself on this, on this pedestal, and now... Everything is falling the motherfucker apart. And you sit here yeah. and you say to these people, like, I'm not, I, I don't have anything to apologize for. You know what I'm saying? And again, what did the nigga say? All, all is well and all, I, whatever the fuck it was, it was just like, yo, like everybody went silent and everybody was like, yo, we the fuck up out of here. It was almost like, like the, the everybody's chains came off and people was just like, yo, this motherfucker had been on some fuck shit. And this is when we get to, look, the whole time. And when you find out, when you notice that, oh, shit, everybody's leaving me. This is when this nigga was like, nah, we should do another knowing. Uh-oh, maybe I should stay around. It's been 17 (laughs) years since the last knowing. Right. 17 years. And now he's like... It's like it's like it's like a sequel nobody asked for. Like we had thought we were past it, and then they're like, "Oh, but Bad Boys 3. Right. <laughs> it's like when I seen Belly Two, I was like, "Excuse me." <laughs> it's Billy like, in their voice club. What? <laughs> God, that was bad. <laughs> what is <Please>. this? <laughs> We could, yeah, we might as well just go ahead and record a, we just need to record a, a Patreon special bonus episode where we discuss how bad that was because, wow, that is an event in itself. Um, belly 2. <laughs> belly 2. Belly, listen, Belly 1 barely gave us anything, so listen. Right. Listen. Like, it was listen. beautiful to look at, but we let's be real honest here. They gave us no lighting, no story. Look, I, and the crazy part is... Barely letting it hold on. I defend Belly 1 like niggas defend an ugly girl. Like, nah, you know, I love my girl. Every time a nigga bring up... Right. Every time a nigga bring up... You like, but... You say what? Now I was gonna say you like yeah, but DMX and Nas was in it. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. T-Boz was there. They T-Boz was Africa there at the end. <laughs> hey, look, I'm still, I'm damn near forty. Talking about, I bet you didn't know that was Kane, the nigga with the glasses. Like, nah, don't, don't sleep on belly. Don't sleep on belly. <laughs> I know, I know that movie a piece of shit. I'm like, no, I love it. Like. Anyway. <laughs> That's how those people felt about this cult. They realized that there was a piece of shit and someone was still saved for the knowing. And keep in mind, so Boy, I'm just going to backtrack here. I want to speak to the the manager and Melina Amy. Right. She didn't get the knowing the last time. It's been 17 more yeah. years. So that means that Amy has been in this place for 23 years and has not got the knowing. Right. Not one time. Three years. The no, it ain't knocked on your door. It ain't. It ain't sniffed at your pussy. It ain't called you. <laughs> it just shows up in the middle of the night and comes to you in a dream. In a dream. Text messages. It ain't did shit. None of the that. The no, it ain't led you into the forest and said, "Hey, girl, this is what they really be doing." The no, it ain't did shit. Ain't came Look, back around. You ain't asked no questions about when it was coming mm, back. Nothing. None of that. 
Well, you talk, you mean to tell me that black folks been making their children play with other children that got chicken pox so it can jump off of them and your motherfucking brother <laughs> got the goddamn knowing and you didn't go to this nigga and get any of it? <laughs> What are we talking about? <laughs> Thank you. It, you, I, you mean to tell me your brother got to know him by his goddamn self and his channel knowing with you? Right. <laughs> tell tell Will to bring his ass in here now. Tell so, him he needs to split this knowing into three parts. <laughs> me and Lori about to know it too, Will. Lori right. and I just start to know it too. Look, your um, mom. Will your mom sharing his knowing. Your mama just yelling out the window. We'll get him, girl. Some of that knowing. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> your mama trying to cook mama. dinner and shit, right? Listen, knowing his mama, that's exactly what the fuck she did. She sat there with her legs crossed with a magazine and a martini and yelled back over her shoulder. Exactly. Let your sisters play with it. Right, that nigga, that nigga Will happily skipping down the street with his jump rope by his goddamn self. I got the knowing, nigga. I'm sorry, I don't think we brought that up before. But 23 hey, but listen though. Hey, before five. listen, real talk. You know how every time we do one of these, somebody that is in it tweets us, Instagrams us something. True what true. if it's what if it's Amy? That's the one, like for real, y'all. That's how y'all gonna do me. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's how you did yourself, bitch. That would, come on now, shit. Julian <laughs> took a bunch of L's. Vera, poor Vera, poor baby. Vera oh, took baby. all the L's. I want to hug baby. Vera so. I just want to so come bad. Here. Somebody, just come here. Somebody right. knows where Vera is. Please tell us because I just want tell to hug Vera after right. COVID over because she needs she needs her. Right, we definitely um, right. And Vera was such a beautiful spirit. That's why I'm like this nigga is using her. Like Jesus Christ. Right. Oh my God. For yeah, sure. I think I don't even mention that part, but he at one point had her like in on his lies because he told her to pretend she had cancer so that he could fake yes. heal her. Yes. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I just thought about that. How because remember, that? she had to lie and tell people she had cancer. Her family at that. Portion. Yes. Jesus. Yes. And this was all to make him. Again, y'all, for all of y'all who've never seen it, once once the shit was over and he knew it was over, this nigga literally has them telling lies and orders so he can seem like, yo, still come follow me. Still, I, I still got a hold. Right, and so, so he can so he can have a new group of people. Right, and so I mean, but, but think about that. It's like, man, how can you for real be okay with people being that attached to you, that are strictly attached to you, out of fear and confusion? These people don't no longer love you. They they like, come on, man. Who the fuck you ain't neither one of y'all about to tell a nigga? Yeah, you know, I got that cancer and Penrose fixed it. What? <laughs> 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 Did you just say? <laughs> he healed me through, through his podcast. I heard through his podcast. Magically right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And this nigga, that, and he just mad because he didn't get no more plays after that. It's like if a nigga do that in your plays, stay at 28 per week. Like, hold up. I just healed cancer. Like, <laughs> I, it's like, it's like, did you niggas hear me? Like I said, right. DJ, tell him again. Like I said, right. <laughs> healed my cancer. <laughs> <laughs> niggas just get the DM and DM and niggas. Did you did you not retweet my shit? 
You saw what happened. Did you hear, in- did you hear the good news? Let right. me spread the good news. <laughs> Start showing up in people's DMs like Jehovah's Witnesses. Not like, hey, 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 right. hey, 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 follow me so I can DM. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know this nigga right. Penrose out here saving cancer and shit, healing it. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just Go listen, listen right to now. his podcast. Like, no, right. Listen to the podcast. You right. get rid of indigestion and nah. everything. It'll make your ingrown toenails come out. Come on. Go listen. That's what, this, <laughs> that's what this nigga did to them, boy. I swear to God. Basically. So basically. after all this, and, and basically these people are like, we're going to press charges, and they decide as a group, that they are not going to go to the police. And as a party gift, they're like, look, but you can't stay here. You got to get the fuck up out of here. Uh, we'll yeah. buy you a ticket. Where do you want to go? Um, and in exchange for you getting the fuck out of our right. faces, uh, we won't call the cops. So they buy him a plane ticket to Hawaii. Right. Real shit. Really? Which is insane yeah. to me because and if I wanted a motherfucker this- to get out of my fucking face because they molested me, I would send them to like Kentucky. <laughs> Kentucky. I thought she was gonna say like another too. like continent, like a, like a third <laughs> world country or some shit, right? That nigga said Kentucky. Like, I, would say, I would let you stay in the state, but I would send you somewhere that is truly awful, like Montana. Like I would send you to where there is no way that you can convince people to be on your bullshit. White people in Montana seem like they're Which made is, of like good stock because you got to be outside all the time playing with bulls and shit and, and, and wrangling your horses and cutting, sharing, sharing sheep and shit and farming. So they don't got time to be uh, putting on ballet productions and shit. So you're not going to wrangle a bunch of motherfuckers farming in Montana into no cult. We see oh, this in Montana. Which one, is the, which one is the. Which, uh, which Dakota is the least lit? Send them there. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah, I I, feel South like... Dakota is the least lit. I think South Dakota would be the least lit. I was okay. gonna say South Dakota seemed like the one with the crime. That seemed like every time it's a weird ass white person murder story, it'd be in South Dakota. So that seemed like the Yeah. Yeah, South Dakota. That's okay. the one. That's the one. Okay. North Dakota right. at least had a division two quarterback make it to the NFL. Right. Right. You don't take a nigga to Hawaii. But Hawaii and then... was was definitely not the one. Listen, and you yeah. want to know? You want to know how you know Michael was? I mean, Will was fucking Andreas. We didn't all, mm-hmm. we didn't all been heartbroken enough to leave a motherfucker without saying nothing. This nigga says I went to Hawaii, and I just left without a word, just to say. You know right. what I'm saying? The motherfucker that hurt me too. I, I walked. You goddamn right. I left her ass without a word. But motherfucker, you. Right. You flew all the way to Hawaii with this nigga. I just had to make sure he was okay. This dude had hella, yeah. hella control over people. Hella like, I just, I also feel like too, a lot of it what might like got past control and became like, yo, this nigga actually knows shit about us. What if he's the one that's, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, spilled the beans? And we talking about the time. Nowadays, nigga, you spill the beans online. You got to prove that you telling the truth or not. Receipts are everything. Back in the day, words was what? words. If a nigga said something about you back in the 90s, you was like, oh, damn. And it ain't even true. But you can't prove right. it. You know what I mean? Rumors was the shit back then. So this nigga had shit over them. So I feel like, but then again, he was just way too weird, I think, to fucking even think about those travels. Oh, no, because he did say that. Remember he told Radia, the people that's trying to take, I mean, not Radia, but um, uh, shit. Who was it? Was it Amy? Yeah. Him and Amy was walking, and he was like, the people that's trying to take me down, I want you to see if we can help them get um, 
uh, captured by the FBI or the CIA or mess up their taxes. He said, said, can you handle them? Like, take them out. Right. And then if you can't, then can, like, like, how can we ruin their lives, pretty much? Right. So and we find out it's the letter writer and Rodney. Like it is like all Rodney wanted to do was stand up for her friends, and he's like, "Nope, that's not right." So, which is crazy. And then when he leaves, we find out that these people really don't have any money. They don't have bank accounts. Mm -hmm. They don't because when they left LA and went to Austin to follow him, they broke their leases. They sold their homes. They sold their possessions. Again, again. So, I mean, they don't have anything. Like, they don't have anything. They're having right. to start over from scratch, go back to wherever they were, do whatever they can for this person that basically just kind of, like, ruined their lives for 20 years. Real yeah. shit. So, for some and reason, Will has a birthday and decides he should go to Hawaii. And who does he yeah. see when he gets to Hawaii? There's two other people when he goes to Hawaii. They um, decide they want to go find Andreas Jaime... Um, Michelle, mm-hmm. and they find him, and he is now uh, was it Raji 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 Raji? I think it's with an E. I think it's Raji. Something like okay, that. Yeah. Well, now he's Raji. And his so name is, his name yeah. again, And he got like a hundred followers. So they done sent him. Which again, you <laughs> sent him to where rich white people are running around enjoying coconuts exactly. and pineapples and shit, displacing fucking native islanders. Of course, they have money to blow and time to listen. In time to listen to somebody telling them that them golfing in Hawaiian shirts is not the meaning of life. Of course, they have plenty right. of disposable income and time <laughs> to listen to that shit. Real shit. Exactly. So and I, you you can tell not bulldozing ocean, bulldozing native lands. I, I should right. let these. I should let the native Hawaiians have their shit back. Oh, you saying <laughs> I should give them, give the Hawaiians their shit back, but let you slide your dick in my ass? Oh, okay. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> I mean, that's that's he had like a hundred followers. So this man moved to Hawaii and managed to basically build his following back to like fifty percent in a couple of years. Like that is right, insane. Right, real shit. That is insane because you and and then it goes to show too that. A lot of people don't believe your shit. You got to know that people went home telling their story. Like, yeah, this shit was fucked up. Actually, you know what? A lot of people probably tried to keep that shit under wraps, too. You probably don't want people to know. So it is easy to go back out here. Because it was a different time. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Right. And especially with the time. Yeah. Like, right. if, if this happened today, like, this motherfuckers would be on Twitter. It would be threads. Everybody would be going out telling their story. It would be a fucking Twitter account. Don't, you know, a Twitter account that, that was shit. anonymous where they were just posting stories for people they pay me contact with the Budafil. Like, it would be a whole other animal. They didn't have Black that. Twitter would have found Budafil in two days. Right. Not to mention. Absolutely. Right. But they didn't have that type of visibility. But also, like you were saying, this was like. Before, like, not, I don't want to say, like, gay people didn't have rights, but kind of gay people didn't have rights. Like, people, like, Matthew mm-hmm. Shepard got beat to death in, what, 1998? Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, yep. that's over 20 years ago when you look at it in the But still, though, no, yeah. For the time these people are talking about, as a, a straight man, do you really want to go back into society and tell people, hey, I was a part of this commune where a man in the Speedo was giving us spiritual leadership, and he also anally raped <laughs> Like, I, right. I just don't know how you bring that up in a way where you don't look insane. And nobody, right. and, and I'm just, you, 
and the police and and the, the kind of the I guess the sentiment of the time would make it where one either someone's not going to believe you they're going to be like oh fuck that you're gay you wanted it like and that's horrible to say but that's what the time was so how do you go tell that story in a way to make anybody I mean, I've, right, right. Especially in a time like that, when, like you said, when when shit wasn't readily accepted, you can't. And then back then, even with with being with cult leaders, us always having a stigma on them as damn, you got to be doing something crazy. Still trying to come out and tell that story in those times, a lot of people aren't going to believe you or don't want to deal with the smoke that comes with trying to blow up that kind of story. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. Fucking so they go, they go visit and uh, yeah, like he's just asking him if he's behaving himself and being a good boy and it's just a very it was very coded yeah coded was, conversation like right it was like this grown ass man trying to ask his dad slash boyfriend slash ex lover slash minister slash dad again if he's being a good person. Right. Are you, you also sexually assaulting these people? Like he's saying it without saying. Like, right, and that's what he's talking? trying to say. Yeah. Coolly, so basically yeah. it ends with them getting back on the plane. Like after they just kind of go like put a camera in his face to see what he's doing, and they just get back on the plane and kind of, I guess we end with this montage of um, people that were he's... in the group that Will has, I guess, filmed, and we find out who left and stayed. Mm-hmm. And then and, we, yeah. then what? Then we find out that Chris is in a successful heterosexual relationship, and Philip right. Philip lives with his partner, and Vera I think helps with is it suicide or some nonprofit? I forgot, but they all said suicide. I couldn't <laughs> remember. It was something. Suicide. <laughs> like she's doctor fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Kevorkian and shit, yeah. very Kevorkian. Nigga. So, but right. well, I mean, considering what happened, so I wouldn't I just be surprised wanna... that they all right. turned into some kind of other shit. I'm right. not gonna like stretch this out any longer. Um, but we just, I just want to let y'all know that y'all, we forgot two parts that were my favorite parts, and but I think that this might be better this way. Because now you guys can go watch it for yourselves. Um, I'm gonna say three words, okay? Okay. La femme fatale. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> How did we forget that, yo? Go watch this documentary, yo. If listen, <laughs> she right. I ain't gonna even say shit about it. Right, just. <laughs> and then, and then also we find out um, some of Michelle, Jaime, Andres. Uh, uh, the, the types of movies that he did make lots of uh, uh he had he had lots of screen time on yeah so not Rosemary's Baby but some other shit and that's all I'm gonna say yep. we're, we're, we're not gonna leave it out yeah we're gonna leave it out yeah we're gonna leave it out he was into some shit let's just say that he <laughs> was in some other movies that he did not tell them about that's, that's what I'm gonna well, say well there were rumors but uh, were they rumors. didn't find out it yes. was true till after remember in in, in how high <laughs> Remember how high when a nigga was like, "Hey, that shit on your lip got some shit on his lip." Got some shit well, on that, his lip. That nigga yeah. had somebody had some shit on their lip. We'll just say it like that. Look, yeah. listen, go watch, <laughs> <laughs> go watch the documentary. Enjoy yourself. It is, it is thoroughly entertaining. 
Um, it's not extremely it informational, is. but it's extremely entertaining. Um, I think it was one of the yeah. best ones we watched thus far. I think everything we watched thus far has been dope, but I ain't gonna front like this was really like a mind fuck and a half. So, <laughs> <laughs> so guys, this is gonna be the show for you if you love cults and um, other weird shit. Um, this is all docked up. That was holy hell. You guys can see it on Netflix, and you guys can see us next week. Later. Holla. Thank <laughs> you.